Well, Bitcoin is back. The crypto industry's biggest asset responded to a dismal 2022 with a sustained climb upwards this year. In the last few months of 2023, that slow crawl turned into a cannon shot as well. Let's bring in Jessica Amir, <laughs> market strategist at MooMoo. Moo. Uh, great to see you there, uh, Jessica. Talk to us about what Hi, we're Anne. seeing with Bitcoin because it seems to be back in vogue. Absolutely. Bitcoin is back in vogue. It's, I guess, without a doubt, the best performing asset this year. So it's up a phenomenal 170%. So it's just cracked over $43,000 US overnight, Aaron. It is still down from its high, though, but it's probably going to rally uh, for the rest of the year and into next for a couple of key reasons. Number one, we've obviously got the key US central bank, the Federal Reserve, uh, they're likely to go on a cutting streak. So that'll support uh, the crypto, the, the crypto king higher. And then of course, you've got demand from exchange traded funds and investment managers wanting to add Bitcoin to their portfolios. And the third thing, Aaron, is you've got Bitcoin's use is actually increasing. So it's now being used to pay for household items. We know uh, you can buy Tesla car with Bitcoin, but coffees, flights, clothes, you name it. But now the question is, like, have you missed out on the rally? How high can it go? Uh, so calls are being, um, are being made that Bitcoin could hit $100,000 next year. And don't forget, um, Aaron, you've got Kathy Wood, who predicted Bitcoin would reach $1.5 million or $1.48 million by 2030. So uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be phenomenal to watch. But I definitely think that Bitcoin should be a part of some people's portfolios. It is interesting because it has been part of people's portfolios, but many of those people felt like they got really burned. When we talk about numbers like over 100,000, we really don't know, do we? The, the hope is that as the economy recovers, and what we've learned about Bitcoin is it seems to be discretionary spending, right? That's been the lesson this year, that as discretionary spending is tightening up, thanks to those interest rate rises across the world, Bitcoin's price and the crypto sector in general has been hit. It's interesting as well when we talk about Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, some of the other crypto collapses even just recently we've been seeing as well. You would think that there would be a fair bit of skepticism in the market about getting involved in something which, you know, the biggest banks in the world are saying this is a really tough sector. We're not really sure whether it's real. It is a tough sector, but it is real. So you've got uh, the Federal Reserve and also uh, back home, um, Australia's central bank, the RBA, looking into um, methodologies as to how they can basically use blockchain. And we do know the world is going cashless. The reason that Bitcoin uh, had its demise last year was part and parcel with the central bank increasing interest rates uh, to combat inflation. And so now the rhetoric has completely changed and that's why Bitcoin has uh, bounced up off its lows. So it's all about inflation coming down um, and the US central bank cutting interest rates. And that is exactly why the Bitcoin price has moved up about 25% uh, just recently. And that's because the futures markets are now actually pricing in the Federal Reserve will make interest rate cuts as early as March. And so this rhetoric has completely changed because we did hear from the Federal Reserve chair uh, just recently, who actually said, uh, you know, that, 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 they do have restrictive policy, which basically means, hey, we might not need to hike interest rates yeah. again. And then you had, I guess, what we call a hawk. You had a Fed chair hawk come out and say uh, that the Federal uh, Reserve could potentially cut interest rates. So this has not been said 
um, in this yeah. part of the cycle. And that's well, why let's Bitcoin talk about that if we can, Jessica. Anymore. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, let's talk that's about fine. what we're expecting uh, with rate cuts, because there is an expectation that there will be a rate cutting streak next year. But some others, banks, and, and particularly we're hearing here in Australia, uh, we've heard from some of the big banks saying, look, I think that because of the government spending that's going on out there, that actually rates will need to stay high for quite some time, high being 4.35% in Australia. But compared to 10 years ago, that's actually still quite low. Uh, it's just that the values of the properties and the loans have, have really become quite high. So when we talk about um, what we expect from the Fed Reserve, from the RBA next year, is it possible that the US might cut and Australia might stay on hold. What do you think? Spot on. That's that's exactly it. So the Federal Reserve is now expected to make a series of cuts, cutting interest rates by as much as 1%, and they could effectively start that in, um, in March. But there's a higher chance of a rate cut uh, later on. So there's an 80% chance of a cut uh, from June onwards. And so that is very starkly different to the RBA. So the Reserve Bank of Australia is expected to potentially make another hike in February, would you believe? So there's a 30% chance uh, the futures markets are actually telling us there's a 30% chance the RBA will hike in Feb. And then keep interest rates, as you said, high for longer. And the reason for that is because the RBA is now focused on unemployment. So until we see um, I guess the economy weakening a little bit more. We just saw that uh, with yesterday's GDP data here yeah. in Australia. But yeah, until we see unemployment picking up, that's later in the year in Australia, then the RBA has got ammunition to actually cut. And yeah. that's what the futures are saying, RBA cut late next year. All right, let's just uh, quickly finally end on tech stocks as well. Uh, tech stocks performing really well. Apple hitting $3 trillion in market cap value, um, but interested in this concept of M&A activity next year as well. A lot of talk that we're going to be seeing those mergers back. What do you think? Yes, spot on. So when we are looking at M&A, we typically see uh, M&A pick up at a time when a lot of small cap stocks have been depressed and it's all on the back of the interest rates are the interest rate narrative shifting. So we do know that small caps have heavily underperformed this year. So a lot of those small companies, they typically carry a lot higher debt. Uh, so they're the companies that are probably going to be uh, tapped on the shoulder and they'll probably be M&A targets. So I guess watch this space. They're probably going to be also likely yeah. uh, to make a big run up as well in the first right. quarter. Jessica Premier from Moomoo Market Strategist. Always appreciate your time here at Ticker. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron.